All right, what's going on guys? Coming back with another video for you guys today. And today is gonna to be one of those that's, we just focus on one thing. And that is gonna be the 2021 schedules for each of our teams. So the way we're gonna go down is we're gonna go week by week and we'll put both of our, put both games for each of our teams. In. And we don't have to worry about us playing each other until week, I wanna say, yeah, week 15. Yeah so, yeah. yeah. so we, we got a while, but uh we'll we'll jump right into it. We're not gonna do preseason because preseason doesn't really matter, but we'll start off and I'll let you go first with Washington's week of one matchup. Week one we'll, we will be facing the Los Angeles Chargers. I believe that this is going to be a win for us, mainly for the fact that yes, they have Justin Herbert, but there's still a developing team, and I don't believe that their offensive line is going to be able to withstand our defensive line. And I think we'll be able to get to Justin Herbert enough so that will affect him and we'll be able to keep their points down and just let the offense do good enough. So I think it'd be a win for us. Uh, for week one for the Eagles, we're playing the Falcons in Atlanta. And I think this game is a toss up. Like, I think this could go either way realistically because the Falcons have a really good team. They just don't play like they have a really good team. I mean, Matt Ryan is still a really good cornerback, a quarterback in the league. Julio Jones is a top three receiver in the league for me. Uh, Calvin Ridley, they just added Kyle Pitts. And I think this game is going to be a very offensive game because looking at the Eagles team, they have, with Devontae Smith and the way that their wide receivers played last year, I think they have more offensive weapons than they do defensive weapons. And I think the receiving core of Atlanta will hurt hurt us. And I think they're going to be passing a lot, being that they don't have a starting running back. Their starting running back is Mike Davis. And so I don't see him doing much. But I still think that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts We'll be able to dot up the Eagles secondary enough. I'm going to chalk week one down as a loss uh, because I just don't see, especially in Atlanta, I don't see us being able to pull that one out with an unknown quarterback, right? unknown starting quarterback right now. And this will be just coming out of preseason and we coming off of a terrible season. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start us out with a loss. So for week two, Washington is going to be facing the New York Giants on Thursday night. And what I find difficult about this game is we're going from a Sunday night to a Thursday night game, which could affect us. And it's against a team, the Giants, which last year we dropped two games to. But I think those were circumstantial. Um, this is a very difficult game to judge. Yes, I believe we have the better team, but we're going to be coming off of well, both teams will be coming off of short days rest. Um, but I say Fitzpatrick shows out in this game, and I don't think the Giants' defense really is all that, especially their secondary. So I say we get the W in week two. Uh, the Eagles have San Fran in Philly uh, in week two. And 
the I think this is another toss up. I think their first three games are all winnable games if they really wanted to. Uh, so week two, I say this is a winnable game. And I think with the amount of injuries that San Fran had last year, not that the Eagles were much better injuries wise, but I think with the amount of injuries, the fact that they I think they'll be coming off of a loss in Atlanta, hungry for their first win in the season with Jalen Hurts. I, there is no I think Jalen Hurts will be the starter, although it's not definite. I think Jalen Hurts will be the starter. He'll be going for his first win. And I think we'll beat San Fran in back-to-back seasons. I think it'll be a close game overall, but I still think we'll beat San Fran. All right, week three for Washington, we face the Buffalo Bills. And, yeah, I don't think we're going to win this. The Buffalo Bills are just insane. They're an extremely well-rounded team. And, yes, I think think it'll be a close game because I think our secondary will be able to do well enough to be able to keep us in it. But I don't – think we're as as good of a team as the Buffalo Bills and I think Josh Allen will um have some key throws that are really going to burn us down on the stretch so I think that's a loss hang on one sec just all right can you hear me oh wait can you hear me Mm. I just want to switch Wi-Fi before it started getting all wonky. Uh, so, uh, week three, Philly plays in Dallas against the Cowboys. This is another toss-up. This is part of those first three weeks that I think are going to be really iffy. Um, and I think out of both games, it'll come down to what the circumstances in the final week. But out of both games... I think this one would be the more winnable one, but I still don't think we'll be able to pull it out in Dallas with Dak coming back. And I mean, their wide receivers are insane. And the downfall of the Eagles this season, unless they pull, pull out a big move, they just traded for the, one of the corners out of, out of Jacksonville. Uh, I need to double check on his name and I'll do that while you're going over the Washington next pick. But unless we make a really big move for a corner, uh, I don't see us winning this game because I just see us getting burnt like we did in the in the game against them last season towards the end of the season. So I think this is going to be another loss. And we'll, in our first three games with three winnable games, I think we're going to be starting out one and two unless we really thrill in the first three games. And that is one of our two one of our two uh, primetime games. So I think that Dallas has the upper hand on us. Yeah, this next upcoming game for Washington is really going to be a test for our defenses against the Falcons, but I think we'll win this game for the fact that we have more of an offense than the Falcons do of a defense. I think we'll be able to slow down that um, slow down the Falcons enough because I think the one part of the Falcons offense that isn't exactly up to par is the offensive line. And considering all the different pieces we have, I think our secondary will be able to cope enough with that great receiving core. And I think people like Antonio Gibson will be the key to winning that game. Uh, Going into week four, it was Josiah Scott from the Jaguars. We sent Jamison Houston in a 2023rd six-round pick to the Jags. 
uh, a five foot nine, hundred eighty five pound corner. Another, they keep on picking up the small guys, which I don't really know how that's going to fare for us in the season. But going into week four, having said that, picking just picking up Josiah Scott, I still don't think that'll be enough to help our secondary. Uh, and we're going to get smoked by the Chiefs. I think it's, I think you just have to say, yeah, we're playing the Chiefs, even though it's in Philadelphia. I think you can chalk that one down as now easily. Yeah, and the next game for Washington is against New Orleans. Now, if this was a few years ago, then I think we'd be kind of worried about this, but I'm this was last year. Gonna win. Yeah. I think we're going to win this game because they no longer have Drew Brees and they don't really seem like a threat. Like outside of Marshawn Lattimore, who do they have on their defense? And outside they have a pretty, they have a pretty good defensive line. Yeah, but we but one of our best parts of our offense is we have a great offensive line with depth. Even though we did just release Morgan Moses, we've been great. able we've been able to look at our look at our stats last year, Tristan. We had a very good offensive line. Um we had one of the I think most of the season we had one of the top ten in the league. But if you look at our linebackers, whether it's Cole Hokum, Jermaine Davis, or um, John Bostic, they are great run defense, um, run defense linebackers. And if you look at our defensive tackles, jo- Josh Allen and um, Deron Payne, they are great run guys as well. And that even last year, their entire offense was pretty much Alvin Kamara. And I think we'll be able to almost neutralize him and, after that, I'm not sure they have enough weapons to be able to beat us. So having said that, and I just want to play devil's ad- advocate for a second here. One of the biggest threats of Alvin Kamara is the fact that he can come out of the backfield and catch passes too. And then also they have Michael Thomas. It, I don't boy. You know, if he's yeah, not slant a, boy. But, but the thing about Alvin Kamara coming out of the back, we have a fast – we have a fast linebacker to be able to track him. And we also, if we really need to, we can send one of our defensive ends, defensive ends outside because they're both fast enough to be able to keep up with Alvin Kamara. It's not like they're slow and like big guys. They can keep up with them. I just wanted to see what your take on that was. Uh, the next week five, we play, we are in Carolina. And I think this one is also a top, toss up and i think this depends on a couple things one how does jc horn play going up to this going up to week five and two another big thing how does sam darnold play going up into week five so i think if sam sam darnold can make the best of his receivers or lack thereof shall i say uh then i think they can beat us but i think the fact that they don't really have receivers and they have to focus, they have to really focus the offense through Christian McCaffrey. I think we can pull this one out as a win. I think it'll be a close game, but I still think we can pull this game out just because of the fact that they don't really have many, they don't really have many wide receivers. If any top name receivers, they have Robbie Anderson who can get over the top reuniting with Sam Darnold, but I still don't think it'll be enough and they'll have to focus everything through Christian McCaffrey. So I think we'll be able to chalk up a dub against Carolina. 
Now, week six for Washington. Um, I think this is going to be a good like day for our defense. I don't think we'll win, but I think we'll be able to keep the game close, and I think we'll kind of show the league that we're able to contend with these super high-powered offenses. Yes, I do think Matt, Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to possibly get a few deep balls into um, Tyreek Hill, but I think we'll be able to make it close enough, like an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I don't think we're going to win this game. It's it's the Chiefs. The way you were talking there for a sec, I thought you were saying you were going to win. I was like, excuse you? I Really? Uh, it's going to be close, but I, I can't see us winning that. I don't I, – I do not see any team in the NFC East putting up a good game against the Chiefs. If if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be us yet. But they did just add some pieces to their offensive line, but I still don't think it's great, and I think that's going to be the possible key to um, keeping that game close is if you're able to do what the uh, Buccaneers were able to do against Patrick Mahomes – they've shown that there's um chinks in that armor uh week six i'm we play in our second primetime game and unless something shocking happens we're gonna lose we're playing tampa bay former super bowl champs were unless something shocking happens it is in philly and philly is a great place to play for the eagles they're you can tell the difference in the way they play in philly versus anywhere else but it's Tampa Bay. Their defense is insane. Their offense, their receivers are insane. We're going to get burnt over the top. Our corners are weak. I This one's going to be a loss. Um, Week eight or week seven for us is Green Bay. Now, this is, I, this is a difficult situation for me. Now, if Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up to camp or doesn't play for them, I think we're going to beat him. They like they wouldn't have the necessary weapons to be able to beat us. Yes, their defense is good, but you still need offensive output to be able to um make make that defensive stops worth something. But if they do have Aaron Rodgers, I think they're gonna beat us. If they don't, I can't see them beating us. So this is just a question of if I think Aaron Rodgers will be with the team by um week seven and I don't think he will be. I think he's done with that franchise. I cannot see them doing anything to be able to regain his trust, especially with the things like drafting Jordan Love and drafting um, the cornerback, I believe it was, this past draft in the first round. So I say we're going to beat the green, an Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay Packers. Uh, week seven, we are in Las Vegas in the new stadium. And I think these next – like five games coming up here are all toss-up games. I'd say the next six games, actually, I think are all going to be close games. Uh, this first one going to Las Vegas. And with this one, I think it could go either way. I think it'll be a close game. But when it comes down to it, I look at the Raiders offense and they have three key pieces. They have Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and Henry Ruggs. I think you have our our defense, our run defense is pretty solid. Our defensive line is solid still. I think that can help shut down Josh Jacobs. Our uh, Henry Ruggs can be shut down by Darius Slay. And Darren Waller, if we can just contain him a little bit, like we, I don't think we will, 
but if we can just contain him a little bit, like last year when we played San Fran, we couldn't contain George Kittle had 15 receptions and I want to say 115 yards and a touchdown. He went off against us, but we still won. I think that'll be the same thing that we will, that as long as we can contain the most of their offensive weapons and just leave one that can go off, then I think we will be able to win this game in the end and beat Vegas. But one thing you're forgetting about Vegas is they have an insane offensive line. Yes, you, 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 you're building up your defensive line, but if you're matching your defensive line up against Vegas's offensive line, I, I find it very hard to be able to say that you'd be able to completely neutralize Josh Jacobs. And that's going to be the one thing that I'll like. And you because our defensive line linebackers, I don't think, will be able to pick up any slack left over by your defensive line. Our, our linebackers, yes, our our linebackers, and that's why I think this is going to be a close game and a questionable game. But also, Derek Carr has been questionable since his injury. So I mean, Der- Derek Carr isn't that great of a quarterback. I mean, I think he's underrated a little bit, but he's he's not in the greatest mental spot right now to be an NFL starter. He he was. Yeah, he was, he's streaky. He was, there was questions if he was even going to have a job last, uh, last season. So, I mean, you also got to look at the quarterback play along with everything else. And our defensive line is going to be young, but I mean, Fletcher Cox is still a pro bowler. Brandon Graham is coming off of his first pro bowl year and he went, he went off last season and we have a lot of young guys, but I, I think it'll be slightly edged. And I think we can win this game. All right, week eight for Washington. This should be an easy game. You're facing Denver. They don't have – their quarterbacks I really question. Um, their defense is old. Like, outside of Vaughn Miller, every – like, you can't really think of a player that's on that defense. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be able to throw the ball all over them, and I can't see them generating any – surmountable offense against our defense uh week eight we have detroit in detroit detroit is not a very good franchise i don't see them having enough weapons to be able to beat us uh darius slays returned to detroit too so but i don't think that uh i don't think that detroit will be able to overtake us they have deandre swift and that's about it. So I think Jared Goff and Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell, that is a single bright spot on a Jared Goff. Awful, he awful was the, offensive line. He took the team to the Super Bowl one year. Jer- Jared Goff is not going to do help the Lions at all. Like they traded, I think Matthew Stafford has been one of the most underrated quarterbacks for the past like five, seven years. And he's just been on such a bad team. So, uh, that he couldn't do anything, but he's been a really good player. He's like a modern day Archie Manning, because Archie Manning was on the um, Saints in the Saints. 70s and 80s when they were terrible. That's when the name the Ants was dubbed. So uh, I, I think he's a modern day Archie. But I still don't think Jared Goff will be enough. I don't think DeAndre Swift will be enough to beat the Eagles. I have us winning two in a row for I believe the first time. Yeah two in a row for the first time in the season and beating Detroit to be four and four after eight weeks. 
that's a little bit of a uh, that's a hope. That's just a little bit of wishful thinking, but I think it could happen. Yeah, week ten, we're week nine. We have a buy, so I'm just gonna. Um... Well, here week nine, we play Denver uh, in Denver. This is another game like Carolina, where it's kind of a toss up, and you just have to focus on who they have as weapons. And I mean, KJ Hamler is super speedy, really good player, uh, second rounder out of Penn State. Uh, but I think their quarterback is still a little shaky. It'll depend on how Teddy Bridgewater is doing. Uh, they do have Patrick Sertain in the secondary, but tr- trying to think of it, I can't really think of anyone. Their wide receivers aren't, Cortland Sutton will be back. So their wide receivers look to be their bright spot, but I don't really think that they have too many big, uh, oh, I've been going over the wrong one here. We're playing the Chargers in week nine. I apologize. Well, I'll go back to Denver when we get to week 10. So yeah, week nine, we're playing the Chargers and that one I'm going to chalk up for a loss. Justin Herbert is a monster. Keenan Allen and uh, Keenan Allen can move around quickly enough to get open even if the Chargers don't have that great of a defensive line, Justin Herbert can move around. I think this one's going to be a loss. Week 10 for us, we're facing the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think it'll be a similar game to our wild card matchup. I think it'll be a very close, very great game, but I don't think we're going to get the win. Yeah. Week 10, back to what I was saying about Denver. Uh, Their team's a little shaky. Their quarterback's a little bit shaky. They have decent wide receivers in KJ Hamler and Cortland Sutton. And uh, I just, but I don't see that they have enough weapons. I think this one can, will be another toss up close game and it'll just depend on how the quarterback is doing through the season and how the rest of the team is playing through the season. So right now I'm going to put this one as a win and we'll see as we're going along, if that changes. Uh, So right now we're still 500, which again, I think is being a little hopeful and I'll explain my thinking with how I think the season will work for the Eagles being hopeful. So who do the who does Washington have for week 11? We've played the Carolina Panthers. And yes, we did lose to them last year, but we did have Haskins in for the first part of that game. But I think this is going to be a win. Um, Carolina, yes, they, they got Sam Darnold, but they have Christian McCaffrey. But like I said, with Alvin Kamara, who... They are both very similar players, great runners. They could also go out, but we have faster linebackers, and I think our defensive ends are faster than Christian McCaffrey as well. You just got to be able to contain him enough. And, like, we took one of their only receivers, Curtis Samuel. I just can't see them beating us. Yeah. Uh, Week 11 is where we are. Uh, The Eagles have the Saints – And I think this is another toss-up game because of the fact that the Saints were one of the teams who were absolutely diminished with uh, the cap being lowered. And I mean, the last, the one couple, couple years ago when we played the Saints, Traquan Smith absolutely popped off. We were able to contain Michael Thomas, but Traquan Smith destroyed us. They don't have Drew Brees, but they've showed that even without Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater went seven and zero without him. Taysom Hill went had one loss while he was a starter last season while Drew Brees was out against the Eagles. 
but I don't see the Saints coming in to Philly, allowing what happened last season to happen again this season. Although I think the Jalen Hurts will be a little more stable, I think the Saints will somehow pull off a win here and beat the Eagles. I think it'll be another close game and another toss-up, but I think the Saints have this one over the Eagles. Week 12, I think this is going to be our closest game of the year. It's a Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks, and we have always seemed to have very close games against the Seahawks. We match up very good. Um, They have a great offense and a decent defense. We have a great defense and a decent offense, so I think. But I think because they have the experience that they'll be able to win out. They've been there. Yes, like some of the players are different, but if you look at the main core, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, I think that experience will be able to win out in a very close game. So that's uh, a loss for Washington. Week 12, we are going into New York and playing the Giants. And since we're in New York, I think that the Giants will – as long as Saquon stays healthy, as he's proved, he's had a little bit of trouble there. If Saquon stays healthy and Daniel Jones plays mediocre at best, I think the Giants will be able to pull this one out because I do think they have one of the – I think this whole division is a toss-up because of the fact that they're all good and bad at the exact same time in different areas. Like, I'm not saying the Eagles are good. I'm not saying that the Cowboys are good or – like. They're all decent in certain areas, and the fact that this division is so bad, it could go any way. But I think the Giants will be able to pull this one out over the over the Eagles. Week 13, who does Washington have? We are going to Vegas to play the Raiders. Um, I think this is going to be a win for us. I think we have the secondary to be able to sh- – shut down Henry Ruggs. I think we'll, we have the linebackers in the defensive um, front to be able to slow down Josh Jacobs and their defense. Yes, it's not bad, but I don't think it'll be able to um, slow down Antonio Gibson or J.D. McKissick or um, Logan Thomas or um, Terry McLaurin enough to be able to beat us. So I have us winning in Vegas. Uh, week 13, I think we can chalk this one up for a win. We're playing the Jets. Barring a surprise, I don't think the Jets will win this, even with Zach Wilson. I don't think they have enough offensive weapons around Zach Wilson to help anything. I can't even name their number one receiver right now. Uh, so, yeah, I do not. Their running backs, their starting running back last year was Frank Gore. Uh, so I don't, I don't see this. I don't see anything happening here. I think we'll beat the Jets. If you were to lose, you should just quit the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, in our last four games, I only have us winning one. So, yeah. Um, who- we are coming up against Dallas. This is like the run of five division games in a row before the end of the season. And um, the first one is Dallas. I think we'll be able to beat Dallas. Um, like, I question their offensive line considering the pieces that they still have are old and have seemed to be able to struggle with um, struggle with their health. And if you look at Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, they have 
struggled significantly not be able not being able to run behind that great offensive line yes Dak is going to be back and healthy and their wide receivers are um he's able to make them I think a lot better than they actually are but I think our defensive line pressure in our secondary is going to be able to slow them down enough and their defense is woeful look at what Antonio Gibson did against them last um last year great for my fantasy team that week and on Thanksgiving oh he had 40 fantasy points man I was so happy and now that we're going to have um, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the backfield, who's going to be able to throw some deep bombs. I, I can see this, this is going to be a, this is going to be a win for us. Okay. I have to say before we continue this, this week is a bye week for the Eagles week 14. So you, you'll just go into the next one, but I have to say you have a unsettling optimism about the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to play. I just going to be playing I, behind a good offensive line with a decent wide receiver core, and I I don't I do not see like Brian Fitzpatrick is usually good to. for about five weeks. But Tristan, even if he needs to, he can just throw to um Antonio Gibson in the backfield. Who's, he does. Who's your have, backup quarterback? Um, pick one. You can either have um um I think Kyle I, Allen or Tyle or Taylor Heineke. I think Heineke. We'll be starting by week six. And even if he's in, like, even if he's able to do what half, like half of what he's, um, what he was able to do in that playoff game, we'll be fine. If you look at all the games we lost last year with Haskins, it's literally just because of Haskins. If he didn't throw all the picks and if he was a competent quarterback, we would have won both of the Giants, the one of the Giants games. Like we would have won that Carolina game. Like if you look at it last year, the, like almost all the games we lost have been because of the offense, not the defense. Also, I think you're uh, when you guys play the Cowboys for that first week, I wouldn't even say that the Cowboys deep offensive line is great anymore because yeah. Travis Frederick has retired. Like Tyron Smith is constantly injured. I, I don't think that Cowboys offensive line is half of what it was. Ezekiel Elliott led the leagues in fumbles after a single game. He had, I want to say, five fumbles in a single game. And so Dak is going to be coming off a bad ankle injury. It's not like he's going to be able to move around a lot. And even if he could, do you honestly think he could be able to outrun Sweat and Chase Young? And even if he's able to get past him, you have these great big guys who are really good at shutting down runs and Deron Payne and Josh Allen. So the Cowboys, I think people think they're a lot better because – like people were writing off last season just because of Dak Prescott. Yes, he he made them a lot better, but if you look at it, they still had a bad record. Their defense is still terrible. Yes, they added Micah Parsons, but they have no secondary or defensive line. Who do who does Washington play week fifteen? Week fourteen, we have a bye. Week fifteen, we play the Philadelphia Eagles, and oh, this yeah. is gonna be a win for us. You know it is. We are going to win. If, if, okay, I think this is another situational one. And, uh, I think it'll be situational in the fact that it'll depend on one, what the record is going into the, going into the game, who the Washington quarterback will be, and how, like, just overall, what, how the Eagles have been playing against those 
against that from like week, I want to say this is week seven to about week 13. I think that that stretch of games from the Raiders, the Lions, Chargers, Broncos, Saints, Giants, and Jets, I think that stretch of games will decide on how we play against Washington because it is in Philadelphia and the Eagles play significantly better in Philadelphia, but I still have Washington winning this because I don't think that the Eagles will have. And I think the I'm key, trying to be optimistic, and I still don't think that the, the key Eagles to will be that able. last game was the fact that Alex Smith could not move around the pocket, and we did not have a fast enough linebacker. Once like Jalen Hurts was able to make, and it we past pulled out Jalen Hurts. Yeah, like once Jalen Hurts was able to slip past our line, we did not have a fast enough linebacker to be able to keep up with him. And I think Jamin Davis will be able to pick up um, Jalen Hurts when he, whenever he runs. All right. Uh, who do you guys have? It was week 15, so on to week 16. Week 16, we have the Dallas Cowboys. This is um, – this is the our game that's going to be after Christmas, and I think this is going to be another win for us. Like what I talked about um, previously, like yeah, the Cowboys may be able to make it close with some Dak deep throws, but other than that, like even if we have mediocre quarterback play, I still think we'll be able to beat them. Week, we have the Giants here, and this is the game I had us winning in this last four game stretch against all divisional opponents. And I, the only reason I see us beating the giants here again, I think this will be situational depending on how the team is playing up to this point. Uh, and I always say that divisional games are a toss up one. It's hard to beat the same team two years in a, two games in a single season and divisional opponents are just always here or there. You don't really know going into the game, uh, but I think the Eagles, if they're going to win a game in this final four, I think it'll be against the Giants because they are in Philadelphia. Uh, and I just – the Giants usually can't beat us two games in a season, and I don't see that starting again this season. So I'm going to put this one down as a win. And then we play Washington again in week 17. Um, I – honestly think that this game kind of depends on if we've like won the division or not because if we have I think we might like possibly slack off which it's possible I think this game could be a toss-up but I still think we're gonna be able to win it I I think Washington is gonna win this one again it's in it's in Maryland uh no good old Vancouver yeah, it's in Landover. Like, I just don't see – if the Eagles were to pull out one against Washington, surprisingly, I think it'd be in Philly, not in Washington. I'm hope I, I hope I'm wrong, but, I mean, I don't see Philly winning this one. And then who you guys have for the last week of the season, week 18, which is a new addition to this season. And I think by this point we'll be able to – we'll clinch the division, and I can see this, like – I don't think we'll be push the players as hard. I think it'll be kind of just a game to get in shape, but I think the Giants will – I think they'll win it. I think we'll uh, drop two against so you. So you have Washington winning the division, okay. Um, well, if we you have all the teams in the division, we're the most well-rounded. 
I can somewhat agree with that. But I think I think this division is a toss-up all around. I mean, because this division is so last year, the division, like it completely went downhill. It went from the Eagles and the Cowboys battling every year for the first place to all teams being awful. And so now that's just kind of destroying the destroying the like reputation of the division. But, but I think we would have been like maybe a nine and seven or 10 and six team last year. If we didn't have good old Dwayne Haskins. Cause like he, he literally lost us games. There's no question about it. He lost us games. So that's, I just think like our think, defense, our defense, I think is going to be top five this year. And I think it's, and we have, great depth i think it's going to be able to compel us to the top spot so before we talk a little bit more about that let me just get the eagles Eagles week 18 excuse me uh we eagles week 18 game is against dallas and this one's in philly and this one i think depends on a lot one who who is healthy going into both these games what is the situation are are the Eagles fighting for a first for a divisional spot? Are they fighting for a wild card? I don't think they will be. Uh, like who? I are the Cowboys fighting for a division lead? Like what's? I think it'll all depend on what's going on. But overall, I think there's Washington's division to lose. I think Dallas might be, depending on how they play, could be trying to fight for that first place spot, and we could be coming in to play spoiler for them. I still don't think that'll be enough for us though, even in Philly. Just looking at it, I think Dallas will beat us. Uh, yeah, so, what's the division? What's the what's the final record you have for Washington? Twelve and five. Twelve and five. Wow, that's. I think that's a little. Uh, I think that's a little. There's, wait, how do you end up twelve and five? We're. Pl- oh wait, seventeen games. I'm sorry, I'm lost. I. I was thinking that only added up to sixteen for a sec. I don't know why I'm. This whole new schedule is getting me crazy. Uh, I have the Eagles ending seven and ten, uh, but so I, yeah, I think this division. I think it's the Washington's division to lose overall. Like you said, I think they're the most well-rounded team. Their quarterback play, in my opinion, is the most sketchy thing for the team because that's the quarterback is such a vital position in the game. Clearly, uh, so I think that depending on how your quarterbacks play will decide for you and I think another big thing for you is how will your defense work out because yes you have a good defensive line you have an amazing defensive line your linebackers have something to prove because of the fact that they're still young and then your secondary I mean your secondary is a little iffy so if your defensive line gets pinned down for a game or two I think that can really hurt you guys because if if you guys if an offensive line can hold on to your defensive line for a couple seconds and you have a, you have a quarterback that can get the ball out of their hands quick, like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, who can get the ball off in less than two seconds and dot you guys up. I think that'll be, really be the downfall of you guys. And so I think that'll depend. That'll really decipher the division for you guys. Uh, I think the, I think the giants have a pretty good chance because they have, I think they're going into the se- the season with a pretty decent offense in Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, who I love as a player 
and a person. He's amazing. He's an insane. He's an animal. Okay. I mean, that, that man is insane. Uh, if he can stay healthy through the season, he is a dual threat coming out of the backfield and running the ball. Daniel Jones just has to be mediocre at best in order to get the ball in, in the right place for Kenny Galladay or someone to get to it. I think if he plays semi-well, the Giants could win the division. Dallas, if Zeke forgets about last season and can go back to the way he played his rookie season with Dak, or just if he can just play semi-okay with Tony Pollard on his back end to replace him a couple times, the Cowboys could easily win this division. And if any everything just goes all wrong, I mean, the one thing I was just saying about the Eagles is our offense looks a lot better than what it did going into the draft. I think we had a semi-okay draft. We drafted Devontae Smith, who is a Heisman winner, which, like I said, looking at the stats, he looks like he's going to be amazing. It just scares me about the way the Eagles have injuries and everything, so I don't know how well he will do injury-wise, and that's what scares me about drafting him. So looking at the stats, he looks like he's going to be a great player in the NFL. So you have Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, another former first-rounder who's got speed, Travis Fulgham, who popped off in those last four games and fell off because Alshon Jeffrey came back. So Miles Sanders, who is going crazy, and we just fixed our entire running back situation. We have Miles Sanders, who is clearly going to be the one and two down back. You got Jordan Howard for a good power back, and Carryon Johnson can cast patches up, catch passes out of the backfield. We have the most complete uh, running back group that we've had in years since like Deuce and Brian Westbrook in them. So I mean, I think ha- that'll help us. And then Jalen Hurts, I I think he can be a serviceable serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's a second year starter especially after only playing four games last season. I don't think he's a second-year starter, but we'll see how that plays out. And then I think the defense will definitely be the sketchiest part. Our defensive line is going to have to play out of their minds in order for us to not get blown out of the water every single game because our secondary is nothing to be proud of. You have Darius Slay, and our our next best outside corner is looking to be Zach McPherson, who isn't built like an outside corner. So that is what scares me. My dad just read off a stat to me that said, uh, per pro football focus, Avante Maddox, who is the second corner, who is opposite of Darius Slay on the outside, was uh, the 121st ranked outside corner in the league out of 121 eligible humans. I, so that's not good. yeah, I, that's not yes. good at so all. They're going to, they're going to be relying on either one, Josiah Scott, who was a fourth rounder out of Michigan State and played in Jacksonville last year, or Zach McPherson, who is a fourth rounder out of Texas Tech. And Texas Tech gave up like 60 point games every week in their this past season. So we're not really looking at a lot of great options on the outside. So our top, our front seven is really going to have to step it up in order for us to have a good season this season. Yeah, but um, one thing you were saying about the Washington secondary, I think you're not giving them enough credit. Um, if you look at the – I think they're serviceable. It's – it's it, yeah, it's serviceable, and it's pretty good if you look at all the pieces. Um, free safety, we just added Bobby McCain. We have Jeremy, Ruhr, Jeremy Reeves. We have, Cameron, we have Cam Curl, who you can argue probably sh- should have been in top five for defensive rookie of the year because – 
if you look at the stats, it held up. And if you look at our strong safeties, you have Landon Collins, Cameron Curl as well. Um, we have decent depth who can we who we can rotate in and keep them fresh. And if you look at our cornerbacks, we have Ronald Darby and Kendall Fuller and Jimmy Moreland who were service. Kendall Fuller was um like I think he probably should have deserved to be a pro bowler if he wasn't. Um and if you look at Jimmy Moreland and Ronald Darby, those were pretty good serviceable guys. And we added William Jackson, William Jackson the third, and we added Benjamin St. St. Juiced. Like we're gonna be able to keep our defensive our defense fresh. It's not like these other defenses, say like the Eagles, who you're gonna be really thin and struggling at the cornerback position. And not every play they're gonna get tested, which is very helpful to have that defensive line. So I think we'll be able to be pretty good enough. And, but I do think the success of our team does come down to the offense. Yes. I had us going 12 and five, but I can see that varying from all the, from nine and eight to 10 and seven, 11 and six around that to 12 and five, I think 12 and five or possibly 13 and four is the max, but I have faith in Ryan Fitzpatrick because we've been able to add good pieces to our offensive line and depth, which is going to allow us to keep them fresh, like on the defense. And one thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick is we gave him a lot, a lot of options. We have Cam Sims, Adam Humphreys, um, Logan Thomas as our tight end. Um, we also have Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. And in the backfield, we have a great third down back in JD McKissick and, a, and, this is a lofty prediction, but somebody who can turn out to be like an Alvin Kamara and Antonio Gibson, who's that really great dual threat. Our only questionable position, I'd say, is tight end. Because um, after Logan Thomas, you're banking on the fact that that guy from Chile is going to be able to transfer his athletic gifts into the position and the guy we drafted. He's going to be a blocking tight end, but I do have a lot of faith in this team. Like, this is the most faith I've had in a very long time I think we can be very good and we're a very young team so the only way to go is up at this point because we've hit some low of lows I think uh Kendall Fuller is probably your top corner Ronald Darby he has to stay healthy that is your biggest thing he's had issues with injuries if he can stay healthy then you're right he is serviceable and that's all you need with your defensive yeah. line it's just serviceable so I, that's what, that's another reason why I think you guys have the division and it's yours to lose, but also the NFC East hasn't had a repeat division winner since Oh two to 04 when the Eagles won three years in a row. I, I don't see with the questions going around the division. I do not see that happening for a couple years still. I, so I don't. I can see that streak ending. Cause if you like, like, if you look at it, I, don't, I think the reason why it's going to end is because the division is still so questionable. Because, like, if you look at it, the only team you could say is pretty decent all around is Washington. But we still have questions because if you look at the Giants, the questions are the defense and it, the offensive line. And, and is Daniel Jones able to turn like play keep well? His, yeah, play well, keep his turnover numbers down. And, the offensive line, you got to be able to protect Saquon considering this could be a pivotal year because if he gets injured two years in a row, 
you could push him past three. the point of no return. Three years in a row. Three, yeah. three years in a row. He, he, has, he injured his ankle that and one year, and then he tore his ACL. The Cowboys' offensive line and defense, the Eagles, your secondary, and secondary, and there's a lot of question marks about around your wide receivers, and same thing with the quarterback play. But I think for the Eagles, the secondary is no doubt the biggest problem. The linebackers are, the linebackers I think, are more questionable. Linebackers are more questionable than the wide receivers. I think the wide receivers have a lot to prove, and I think they can fix. I think our wide receivers went from not worse to first, but they went from worse to a lot better. And that's yeah, like um last to maybe 20th. Hey, I mean it's only way to go is up when you're last. So I think yeah. but I mean Travis Fulgham looks like he can be a good outside wide receiver uh from ODU and went to broad run actually. He just uh, needs he just needs a decent person opposite of him because they already have Dallas and, Goddard, which is going to tie down the linebackers or another um, cornerback in the coverage um, packages. You just need somebody like Devontae Smith or somebody else to step up to be able to take the pressure off of him. Injuries will also be a big factor because we really don't. The, East. We, the Eagles suffer from injuries every year, uh, and our wide receiver depth is not very good. We no. have Greg Ward after – like, that's about it, Greg Ward. And neither is your tight end depth, for that matter. Our tight end depth isn't that good either. I want to see them re-sign Richard Rodgers. Richard Rodgers is a really good – he played amazing for the Eagles when we – last season when Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz were trading off who was getting injured. I mean, he had a couple really clutch catches, and I'd like to see them bring him back on maybe like a veteran minimum. And having multiple good tight ends has been shown to be a nightmare for defenses because – not often do teams have two linebackers that can cover them. And if you put a cornerback on them, then he's going to get outmatched. Really I know this is possibly a bad example, but if one of the years we had Vernon Davis, we had Niles Paul and Jordan Reed, who were all playing very well. And we were able to like stay in games, even though our team all around was horrible because we had three great tight ends. And that is po- like a way – like, if you don't have the best wide receivers, I think having, the, having multiple good tight ends is a really good way to get your pass game going. I think the analogy you're looking there for the tight end, that I think the analogy you were looking for was Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. No tight end group. I was thinking of it, but I wasn't going to say it because um, – Look, Aaron Hernandez, we, we know what happened with Aaron Hernandez, but, like, they just – you can't doubt the play that he had when he was in the league, especially with Rob Gronkowski. Like that's, that's still the best tight end duo that there, that there was and probably will be for a long time because it's hard to pay two really good tight ends. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, you can't unless, and the only reason that was possible was because Tom Brady is willing to take pay cuts so that the rest of the team, he's getting paid $25 million and he's the goat. Like, Dak Prescott is getting paid $40 million a year and he's done nothing. And they need a lot of other pieces. And and then they wonder why they can't do anything because they're paying Dak Prescott 40 mil a year. They're paying Amari Cooper 20 like, mil a year. Yeah. And I believe Ezekiel Elliott is yeah, getting paid 15 mil a year. That's why there's such a bad team is because they can't pay their offensive line anymore, which they thought was going to be a guarantee every single year. But 
father time is undefeated and their defense oh my gosh like you saw like the little pieces that were able to make them serviceable like people like orlando scandrick like they just they're in some and considering the cap has been lowered they're in some trouble yeah so uh let me just Ezekiel, they're spending about seventy million on their top three players. Yeah, and oh, that is why they're in trouble. Well, speaking of Aaron Hernandez, I know this is a weird segue, but Tim Tebow was signed and he's going to be wearing eighty-five. And the last Florida tight end to wear eighty-five was Aaron Hernandez. Oh, well, that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, um, it's kind of awkward, just a little bit. Yeah, so Zeke is getting paid fifteen million years. So that's seventy-five mil for their top three players. When CD lamb comes up on his contract here, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. They might, there's a possibility of him losing and Michael Parsons as well. Like, right, yeah, they're, they're going to be in a lot of not trouble. Like so. those contracts are going to go away because Amari, no Cooper one wants to, t- no one's going to want that. No one's going to want that, those deals. And so <laughs> the Cowboys are in the worst win now state that I've ever seen. Like, because they don't have a team that is built to win now and they are in cap trouble because even with the cap rising, that just means players are going to ask for more money. So yeah, the Cowboys are, and it's, unless they, they win in the next three that. years. Yeah. yeah like, if they don't win in the next three years. They're done. Yeah. Them having to shell out all those huge, huge contracts is allow what those little p- players and those pieces you need, like Orlando Scandrick that are, the surface serviceable guys on your defense like you need role players to be able to win in this league and they don't have them anymore like usually you should like maybe run two three big contracts but like the cowboys they're in some really deep trouble and they can't just keep drafting because eventually you're gonna have to pay these guys even if they if they turn out great you're gonna have to pay them a lot of money which you might not be able to have so with that, that is our season predictions. Do you have anything else to add before we get out of here? Um, no, I think this season could be very interesting. Um, it will be. Yeah, like will will the Bucks be able to keep it up? Because yes, they played great last year, but they didn't lose a single starter. Yeah, no. So but I they think... are. But all their pieces, older. It literally could take one injury one bad injury to unravel that team because those older players may have to start picking up the slack and that may lead to injuries i just can't wait for september that's for dang sure i just want to watch some football uh but i think with that we are going to go on and get out of here uh go ahead follow our instagram at bl in the dc and follow me at tkunik10 follow jacob at jalvarez639 uh you guys can dm us can email us at blinthedc at gmail.com. Give us questions to put on here. Give us comments to put on here. Anything that you guys want to see on here and that we'll talk about. Uh, with that, I think we are going to get out of here. And we will see you guys again next week. Two more coming out next week. And we will see you guys then. See you.